ignoring our emotions, right? Bypassing, gaslighting ourselves for either the sake of it made other people uncomfortable. They didn't know how to handle those emotions. Welcome to Find Your Magic, the podcast where mental health and entrepreneurship meet. I am Kelsey Foremost, your host, copywriting expert, award-winning marketer, resident word nerd, and mental health advocate. And I am so excited to be talking about rewiring our neural pathways today. My guest is a student of mine, Kelsey Padigos, another Kelsey. It's going to get confusing. Just roll with it. Kelsey was in copy class earlier this year. She built an amazing brand. She has a podcast. She is also in my membership, BYOB, Build Your Own Business. And she is just a shining star. And I love not only what she's built and she's really gone for it, but I think what she has to offer is incredibly valuable, which is why I invited her on the podcast to talk to you all. She is an expert in helping us rewire neural pathways. Her expertise is using a bunch of different modalities to really get to the bottom of what is your subconscious mind doing? We have 60,000 thoughts a day. Most of them are negative. (laughs) Even more so, I'm sorry to say it, if you are a woman or someone who identifies as female, we really love to get down on ourselves whether we realize it or not. We stay small, we self-sabotage, we procrastinate, and then we shame ourselves for procrastinating. It's just a lovely, vicious cycle. So Kelsey Padigos is here to help us break that cycle today. So we are talking about different ways that she approaches rewiring our subconscious, rewiring those neural pathways from a lack mindset or a fear mindset to one that is joyful, embodied, confident. I just really, really love the way that she approaches it. It's very kind. It's very inviting. And it also is very like honest. It's a really good kick in the pants. I really love, in particular, she has a journaling freebie that I have started doing. I really like journal prompts because it sort of gets me out of my own head. So you can download that in the show notes below. But for now, go ahead, listen to this conversation, maybe see where your subconscious might be holding you back. I really love this conversation, and I know you will too. So please welcome Kelsey Padigos. So Kelsey too, I call you Kelsey too, (laughs) or myself Kelsey too, I don't know, but I have another Kelsey with me today, and she spells it the right way. (laughs) The Kelsey Padigos of Confidence Company, and Kelsey is a, I guess, member, student, how would we say it? You, we've been working yeah. together for quite some time now, quite a few months. And I wanted to invite you on the podcast because I really love, like every time you bring stuff to our group coaching calls, I'm like, oh, 
I wish I could. I want to talk about that on my podcast or I want to talk about this with more people because to me, what you do is really like the foundation, right? Like we can't really do much until we deal with our Mm -hmm. subconscious mind. Yeah. So why don't you start us there? Why don't you talk about like, what do we mean when we say subconscious mind, neural pathways, lead us into what that looks like? Yes, my pleasure. Okay, so our subconscious mind is 95% of us Mm -hmm. and it is our, it's like our computer hard drive of ourselves, right? So it is our home for all of our dominant thoughts and our emotions, our memories, our habits, our paradigms of life. And it truly is what is driving our results and it's driving our behaviors, our choices, our habits, and the results that we're getting in our life. Mm. Yeah. So it's pretty important. So it's like kind of a big deal. Yeah. (laughs) As Ron Burgundy would say. Now, do you know who I am? I am your subconscious mind. But yes, it is. It is a big deal to us. And I learned this as an entrepreneur. Like, Mm. oh, why am I not getting the results that I want to get? And I, you know, along with some other life, life hiccups. But yeah. I think that's actually important to, to dwell on for a second in that, you know, life lessons are business lessons and vice versa. Yeah. They're especially if you are a business owner, this stuff is going to come up for you a lot more if you're an entrepreneur, right? Like if you just work for a company and you're going in and you're clocking in and out, you're probably not going to have to face this deep emotional stuff, subconscious mind stuff, but you definitely will if you are trying to own your own business. Yeah, Because I think that the greatest lesson to me is always how do I feel and how do I react to failure or perceived failure? Mm-hmm. And and why is it so hard for me to change tack or let go of a particular vision I might have of what success looks like? Oh, yeah. Totally. has been there. So, yeah, entrepreneurship brings up all our stuff, right? There's a lot because, well, we're, it's us. Everything's mm-hmm. on us. And so we don't have that boss to blame our whatever on. So it's like, oh, this does not feel good. Or I launched this thing or I created this thing and nobody bought it. And ouch, that hurt. And then we can, you know, our subconscious memories of every time we were rejected will start to come up. And yeah, if we don't tend to those, then we will be stuck in the past, right? The the past that's stuck in our bodies and in our subconscious and be just rehearsing mm-hmm. those old stories. So it is totally worth our time and our energy to spend the time rewiring and and nurturing ourselves in this way. Mm-hmm. And it's going to feel counterintuitive as, you know, high performing entrepreneurs and like, I'm here to produce. I'm here to get things done. I got things to do. Yes, you do. And it, it's going to feel counterintuitive to slow down, but it's so necessary to it's going to help you go further in every area of your life that's so so true so i think everybody 
probably is on the same page of what a subconscious mind is, right? It's those thoughts. It's And you posted something a while ago about like how many thoughts a day that we have. And I wish I had the exact statistic, but it's like insane. Like 60,000. That's so wild. Like 60,000 thoughts a day. So like, yeah, of course it's going to affect us, right? Yes. And here's the thing. It's not like we're paying a ton of attention to every single one of those thoughts. We'd go crazy if we gave all 60,000 of those thoughts attention. So when once I had a therapist describe it to me as like, you know, when you go skiing, if you've never been skiing, just like imagine being at the top of a mountain and there's like different signs for different well-worn paths that you can go down, right? Some of them are easy. They're, I think, the greens. I, I don't know. I've been skiing like twice in my life. That's <laughs> the There's the green, easy ones. There's the, I think it's blue, middle. middle I've never been skiing, so I don't know. Okay, great. And then there's like the black diamond, right? That's the super hard, bumpy jumps and all that stuff. And she was like, all of them are well-worn. Some of them are harder than others. But then there are these people who do off the beaten path skiing but then the more that people take those off the beaten paths they actually become like the more you do it they become more obvious and stronger paths and that's how i think Mm -hmm. about rewiring neural paths in my brain is it's like Mm -hmm. the more i don't take that same well-worn old story pathway route and instead like switch to the harder and like not as clear path, the more I take the harder, not as clear path, the clearer it becomes. Totally. So yeah. how do people begin to identify this is an old path that I don't want to be on anymore, right? Because we kind of have to Ooh. identify it before we can switch it. Oh, yeah. And so you, this is a good indication of our tolerance for pain. Ooh. Which women are great at, turns out. (laughs) Totally. And so usually we will identify, you know, when we've come to the end of ourselves, right? Or it's like, okay, I am actually really fed up Mm. with this. Enough is enough. Like I've done all the things. I've tried all the ways. And I don't know what to do anymore, right? And that's usually when people will surrender to change when in a new way something that they've never tried before so you know maybe you are tired of your financial situation you're like no matter what i do i keep ending up with this like it keeps looking the same year after year no matter what i do or in a relationship right maybe you keep attracting the same types of people or you keep having the same arguments and there you're not seeing a growth and you're like, wow, this feels familiar. <laughs> why do I why is this happening? Or why, you know, I love the the example of attracting the same type of person. Yeah. Who is maybe emotionally available, right? Why do I keep attracting an emotionally available person mm-hmm. who's who who I feel like I have to chase? Mm-hmm. Right. So that can look um different for everyone but it there is a self-awareness element to it yeah and even taking the role as the gentle observer of yourself and your mind 
And yeah, we're not going to remember and we're not going to sit down and write down all of the 60,000 thoughts that we have per day, but you can slow down and start observing. What am I thinking right now? Or maybe there's something that you want to do as an entrepreneur. Maybe you do want to launch something or go to that next level, yet there's this resistance inside of you. And you're like, I don't know why I'm feeling this insecurity or I'm having a lot of resistance. I don't want to take action. Like I physically don't want to take action in that direction, but I want to. But then that's where that subconscious edge. Yes. Yeah. The subconscious edge that really that hits because I think of this too with myself. And of course, I'm thinking in terms of myself, my experience, but the the thing that would happen with me is I had this habit of getting 60% of the way on an idea and then like mm-hmm. it not working out for whatever reason or I would kind of lose interest or I would switch to a new idea. And it was something that I realized a lot of creative brain people struggle with. And I had to do exactly what you're talking about of like really get honest and be like, okay, Kelsey, mm-hmm. we've started how many projects? How many how many products have we, you know, there is a graveyard of of unpursued ideas, right? So what is it about that 60% roadblock? And of course, digging deeper, it was a fear of it working out, a fear of failure. Mm-hmm. And so, okay, so talk about that subconscious edge. Like you, you kind of, I think people intuitively know when they reach it, right? Yeah, um, they can. They can know. It can look different for many people mm-hmm. and it can and it can be expressed in different ways so there is a great book that explains it really well it's called the great leap by gay Hendricks, mm. and so he calls it the upper limiting problem so we all have an upper limiting problem basically it's the the journey of an entrepreneur for sure and anyone who's on that growth journey right anyone who's like i want to continue being the best version of myself whether that's as a mom or an entrepreneur or whatever, right? <laughs> no matter where, where you are and what you're doing. But you're going to continuously run into your upper limit. And so your upper limit is basically your your subconscious programming, right? So everything that you learn from the age of zero to seven becomes your subconscious mind, becomes your hard drive for your life, mm-hmm. right? And so we take all this information we learn from the age of zero to seven about relationships about money, about success, about follow through, about taking our idea, our ideas and creating them into something real mm-hmm. that people value, whatever our brain connected together in our neural pathways, right from the age of zero to seven becomes the foundation for what we then bring into our adulthood, which mm-hmm. is like crazy, right? So we take that and then we go into our lives and we try to make more money, but it's like, ah. Oh, I'm hitting this upper, I'm hitting a ceiling. Why can't I get yeah. past this? And it's because you just didn't have the information. You didn't have the download. You didn't have the program to make money. Maybe you had a program for a poverty mindset. Maybe you grew up with all this poverty, scarcity, fear around money and about making money and what that looks like. And so if you aren't tending to that, that is going to become your upper limit right? Mm, yes. Mm-hmm. And it can continue to show up. Even though you make more money, you, you you create more success. Okay, you want to go to the next level? It can come up again. Totally. So tending to that 
And, and so the more you're aware of, okay, what is that? What did that look like? How did that show up before? You're going to see it and spot it and be ahead of the game. And you're going to know, oh, okay, this is like, this is happening again. I'm self-sabotaging <laughs> again. You can also, um, it can look like self-sabotage, right? So it can look like also overwhelm. Right. Mm. This is a subconscious way that we self-sabotage is feeling overwhelmed. Interesting. Being distracted. Oh, that's a biggie. Procrastination. <laughs> I'm betting you're yeah. going to bring up. <laughs> Procrastination for sure. <laughs> it can also look like getting sick. It can also look like, yeah. right? Our body's like, oh, I don't want to do this thing. I want to get sick instead. <laughs> or That is look- so interesting. I've been talking about this a lot. I read or like very slowly over time have been reading The Body Keeps the Score because it's dense. It's like reading Huge. a text. Oh it's my gosh. so freaking long. <laughs> but yeah. I'm going to, guess what? I'm so free of the way <laughs> You have to visualize yourself finishing the book. <laughs> right. I know. Right. But you're so right. The, the connective there is absolutely a connection between our body and what our physical body does and reacts to mm-hmm. emotional triggers. Oh, and I yeah. think that, you know, more more now, thank goodness, we're talking about what that looks like. But I think a lot of us have been taught to override our intuition and the emotional side in favor of the physical and in, in favor of just numbing the physical mm-hmm. symptoms. Am I making yeah. sense there? Yeah, I get what you're saying. Like we've been really conditioned to, well, this has been my experience and, mm-hmm. and something that I see is like ignoring our emotions right bypassing gaslighting ourselves for either the sake of it made other people uncomfortable they didn't know how to handle those emotions or they were in tune with their body right we we could have learned stories of like you know well i grew up in a christian background i am a christian today but i know that there is this ideology or like this something that i learned yeah that it's like you, to ignore the flesh, mm-hmm. ignore your flesh, ignore the body. And I get that, but that's not what that's not going to serve us. Right. Our body right. isn't supposed to necessarily like if our body carries trauma, we shouldn't be letting that trauma create our future. Mm-hmm. Right. But we can't also ignore it <laughs> and, yeah. and tell it it's wrong. Right. Like we have to approach it with love and compassion and kindness. And so being in tune with our body is actually going to, it has so many benefits, obviously, but it, there's just that counterintuitiveness again, where maybe you learn to not be connected to your body. Maybe you learn to not listen to your intuition. Yeah. And that could have happened in a lot of ways. Right. Totally. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So bringing it back to the brain connection. So we've talked, you know, listening to the body and the body to me, sometimes I call it my check engine light Mm -hmm. where it's like, let's take a second 
do a diagnostic and figure out like what's really going on here. And often there will absolutely be a mental or emotional piece that is contributing. So how might people like clients that you've seen, people that you've seen, how might they start to make that connection for themselves? Mm. That's so good. It's something that it really helps. It's something that I I didn't make that connection until I experienced something like this. It really helps to have someone mirror that back to you and guide mm-hmm. you into that direction of like, well, how does your body feel? What does your body need? And it's something that a lot of women didn't learn to do, like to be in right. tune with themselves and ask, well, what do I need? Right. Because it's been all about taking care of everyone else. And I'm a recovering people pleaser. So I learned to ignore my needs and make sure everyone else was taken care of. So it really helped me to have someone mirror back to me what tuning into my body would look like and ask me the right question so I could tune into the right places. Yeah, it's very and important to to be very safe. Yeah, mm-hmm. because... I learned to disassociate. I learned to numb out. And so if you're numb, if you're so used to experiencing numbness to yourself and your body, how are you going to learn that unless you like someone safe is like mirroring that back to you and and kind of reactivating those parts of you so you can release the numbness and actually feel something again and realign that numbness or those parts of you with you know, love, abundance, peace, like what, and life. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. you can feel all the things that you want to (laughs) feel. There's a big train honk right now, which to me, whenever something like that happens, it means like, Kelsey, pay attention. (laughs) Me, Kelsey, not you, Kelsey. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh, man, that's so true. That's so true. Okay, so we've talked about the relationship between body and brain using the body as a like a check engine light and a something to just make you pay attention. Now let's come back to your original topic, which is those like pathways of the brain, right? That we just kind of, unless we have reason to, a lot of us, I think, kind of just go through the world without addressing what are we actually thinking all the time. Bye. Mm-hmm. So what are some ways that people can, I know you already said, stop, like, be aware, ask yourself at random times throughout the day, like, what is my brain thinking about? Mm-hmm. What are some other tools that people might be able to use? Yeah, well, definitely hypnotherapy, breath work, tapping, relaxing the body mm-hmm. <laughs> is really important. Right now, like anxiety and stress is like so normalized and it's not normal. It's not our it's not supposed to be our natural way. It's not natural, yeah. It can be normalized, but it's not natural. Yes. Right. And it's very common. And yet learning how to relax the body, right? Learning how to relax the nervous system. So, you know, you can find a ton of self-hypnosis, meditations, all of that stuff that's going to help you relax. That's a really powerful practice. It's going to help increase your focus, too, and the things that you want to accomplish. Mm -hmm. Journaling, 
I have my free journal that my free abundance journal to help your brain like focus mm -hmm. and rewire your your thought processes to you know more abundant thoughts that are going to make you feel better it's going to be connected to your potential yeah I think those yeah. are some great those are excellent you know, that's a great box. walking like moving your body mm -hmm. your body mm -hmm. is your subconscious mind and it is your yeah. emotional body and it's 95 percent of you so getting energy moving around is going to be great. <laughs> yeah. I do have walking hypnosis too because, and, and what I encourage with walking is you doing it with, uh, without anything in your hands because mm. we need to let our arms swing <laughs> naturally. Wow, I've never heard this actually. I like this. Yeah. This is interesting. So, Why is that? Because it helps with, all of the information we process, like, and especially now we are consuming so much information and then it just like gets stuck because we're not actually moving this information through our bodies. We're not taking action on it mm. or we're just letting it sit. So walking and, and making sure that we are moving our um, arms naturally swinging, right? It's mm -hmm. this cross connection happening between the left and right hemispheres of our brain. Oh, but wow. a lot of us have our phone in our hand, yeah, our stinking phones, man. Right. And women <laughs> carry big purses. And so there's like mm -hmm. equilibrium's off. So I encourage you to walk with hands free. Of Get a fanny pack, y'all. <laughs> fanny packs. I'm a big fan of yes. that. <laughs> totally. That's so true, though. I didn't. I remember when I used to live in New York and I had to schlep all my stuff with me all the time. Because when you left the apartment, when you live in New York City, you leave the apartment with like a change of shoes, a different shirt, your computer. Like I had, you know, binders full of acting headshots and scripts all the time. And I had it was on one shoulder. And I remember I had mm -hmm. to like really start to think like, oh, this is actually very, very bad. Sure. I got You're back for sure. Yes. Like I got used to overcompensating on my right side because I would always carry, always carry my purse. But I never thought about that in terms of like exercise because mm -hmm. I, I can think about that in terms of, you know, normal daily life stuff. But with exercise, yeah, there is something about having your body be free of things mm -hmm. yeah yeah and it's our body's natural way to process information throughout the mm -hmm. day mm -hmm. so that's why we can feel so good after a walk and maybe we're dealing with some maybe we're upset about something maybe there's depression maybe there's anxiety maybe we're worried about something like a walk can do wonders and yeah. imagine if you just let your body do its natural process of like okay we're filtering this we're we're digesting what's happening and we're calming the body, mm -hmm. right? Walking alone gets you into your subconscious mind. And so with a walking hypnosis, you're you're getting into your body, but you're also receiving really positive messages that are going to empower you to move forward. Mm -hmm. So you're listening at the same time that you walk. Yeah. Got it. Mm -hmm. I like that. And that seems like an extremely doable thing. Right. Like you right. don't have to be years in therapy to to do that this afternoon if you want to. Right. And for me, I I like efficiency and <laughs> I am a mom and I'm, yeah. really, you know, 
I got, I have a full life. And you so if do. I can get a walk in and do my hypnosis at the same time, like I'm in. <laughs> I love it. Well, Kelsey, where can people find you and what, just tell them, tell them all the things, shameless plugs, go. Yeah. So you can find me on Instagram at Kelsey Padigos and you can visit my website. It's www.confidencecompany.org. And I have a podcast, the Confidence Company podcast. And I do have my journal that you can download for free, my 21 Days of Abundance journal. And it's a self-hypnosis journal. It comes with hypno-affirmations as well. Mm -hmm. And then I have a growing YouTube channel. It has a couple hypnosis on there. So you can visit that. And that's Hypnotherapy with Kelsey. And what else? I think that's it. And that's I will, great. Yeah. And I all will. of this is in the show notes, you guys. So all those links are below. Thank you. Yeah. And also, I'll give you the link for if you want to book a discovery call and see if, you know, this is your next step. Yeah. Um, I do have a membership as well. That is my Hypno Breathwork membership. It's my Abundance Mindset Gym, as I call it. Yeah. I am. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, My because gym. it takes, as we said, it takes repetition, right? It's not just yes. catching the old thoughts. It's practicing the new ones. It's, yep. Hypnosis is repetition. So, yeah, I will have all that information for you. I like that. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you so much, Kelsey. This You're I'm welcome. so glad that we got you on Find Your Magic and so grateful to have you in BYOB. And it's just been really fun watching you grow all of these offerings and spread your expertise and your message. So happy to be part of it. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Of course. All right, everybody, you can find all of Kelsey's amazing links and freebies and memberships and lions and tigers and bears oh my in the show notes below. Thank you for being here. Go find some magic. All right, y'all know I'm about to ask you to subscribe to Find Your Magic on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you found us today. It truly helps podcasters pay their teams, find better guests, and give you good content. So if you want to hear more conversations about mental health and entrepreneurship, be sure to subscribe to Find Your Magic and leave us a review. Thanks for being here. Now go out there and find your magic.